Um, so this is, uh, I've, I've dedicated 100% uh, to this. I figured I'm not getting any younger and uh, I don't want to work for assholes anymore. So I've decided I'm just going to work for, I can be an asshole myself. So I'll just be the asshole I work for. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to, you know, if I can make a living at, at driving around and, and bringing smiles and beer to people's faces and, you know, enjoying the beer as well, I'll just do that. You know, I don't need to be rich. I just need to be happy. Welcome to the Craft Beer Travel and Adventure Podcast with Living a Stout Life. This is where we sit down with creative thinkers, on-the-road adventurers, and craft beer lovers. Your hosts, Ken and April, live, work, and travel in a 24-foot RV in search of inspiring stories around a great beer. We're terrible at starting podcasts too. Every time we get on the podcast, we're like, you start it. No, you start it. Yeah. So welcome to Craft Beer Travel and Adventure Podcast. Um, where are we at right now? We're actually in um, just outside of Newport, Oregon. A little bit south of Newport, yeah. and we're, we're at, actually on a a cliff overlooking the beach. Yeah, right That's now you can cool. like see out our front window <laughs> of the RV and see the water. It's really cool. <laughs> so in the background, you can hear it. But we're actually here talking to Brian with Pack Mule. Hello, Brian. Hello. <laughs> How are you, Brian? I'm doing great. How about you, folks? We're awesome. Having awesome. a great morning. Yeah. It is. Time to drink some beer in the morning. <laughs> um, Brian, can you tell us more about like what Pack Mule is and who you are and why we want to talk to you in the first place? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> no, no problem at all. Um, I just wanted to say good morning. Yeah, I'm drinking beer in the morning. You can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. So you guys are this doing it right. I appreciate that. Um, my <laughs> brother-in-law always says to me that you know it's going to be a good day when you can go straight from coffee to beer and skip all the bullshit in between. Yeah. So I'm just saying that if you have that in your agenda today, you guys are in the right path for sure. Or you so, can just put coffee in your beer. and Right, right. Coffee beers. That's why they <laughs> exist, right? It's the, uh, it's the melding, if you will. Yeah. Um, all right. So um, I started a company literally five weeks ago called Pack Mule. And the reason you're talking to me is because we randomly ran into each other in Yakima in yeah. uh, the Single Hill Brewing uh, when I was doing one of my my pickup. I'm going to call it an event, although it's not really an event. That's kind of a bad word word in the COVID world. Um, yeah. So I think we're calling them drops is what we're calling them right now, but. Um, essentially, um, I am a beer retailer. Um, I'm selling beer online, but um, I'm not really shipping the beer. I can ship the beer. I have not shipped beer yet. <laughs> Nobody really wants me to because there are plenty of people in that space. But what I'm doing is I'm driving around the state of Washington and picking up beer in different areas and bringing it over to different areas and uh, basically delivering that beer at a meetup spot, which is always at a brewery. So I have a lot of friends in the brewery, brewery industry and uh, I um, am working at their spots basically and just kind of hanging out there for about four hours every other week and having the customers who purchase beer from me meet me there to pick up the beer. That's kind of a long way of saying it. I've, I've only five right. weeks of business. So I haven't really got my elevator pitch down yet. <laughs> so basically, I mean, especially right now for people who can't travel or aren't willing to travel or don't want to travel, whatever, um, you're kind of their, their pack mule going and getting the beer for them from places that they maybe can't get to at the moment and 
you know, even though a lot of breweries right now have had to switch to like a distribution model when they never really planned on that, mm-hmm. a lot of those breweries still aren't able to get their beer that far away from their home base. So I guess, yeah. would it be fair to say that you're kind of going and being that person that's just picking it up for everybody and then delivering yeah. it around? Yeah, completely top. fair. So there's there's the bigger the bigger small breweries that are able to work through distribution and get have their cans everywhere. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm down in the Portland area ish. I'm in Camas, Washington, but um, you know, I can get a lot of Seattle bigger Seattle brewery beers. You know, at stores, at bottle shops, or even at grocery stores around here. But mm-hmm. some of the I'm going to say bigger, small or smaller, big. I don't know exactly <laughs> how to say that. The, I can't get those, even though they are canning and distributing a little bit. They're they're not focused in my area. Um, I'm not lucky enough to live close to all the breweries whose beer I want to drink. And I, I think that that is true of a lot of, you know, super fans of beer, you know, beer nerds, if you will. Um, they, they're not lucky enough to live, you know, 10 minute drive away from most of the beer that they want to drink. Um, so I'm kind of mitigating that for them. I'm, I'm picking up that beer for them and bringing it to them for sure. Plus, a lot of people aren't willing to check their everyday lives to the side move into an RV and drive around the country just drinking beer. Sure. You know, right? sure. I mean, you know, there are some people that are. <laughs> and there I, are I mean, those weird people out there. But yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, that's pretty cool though. And because a lot of breweries that are like canning now or whatever are still just doing like crowlers and growlers. So it's really just, you know, small on-site fills that you can't really send those out to stores because they don't right. hold up well for a long time in a store and hard to ship. But yeah, no, and that's exactly it. I mean, I can even do, you know, uh, I think on that trip where I guys where I met you guys in Yakima, I picked up some crawlers from a small brewery. I think you guys went to Wondering Hop. Yeah, um, he's not canning anything, but uh, I love his beers. And oh, people down here in Vancouver never get it unless they go to Yakima, right? Which mm-hmm. that's not a big mecca, you know, unfortunately. No. So, um, but I, I was able to bring that back and literally the next day was in the consumer's hands. So, um, that's, you know, I'm getting fresh, cool beers in in the consumer's hands and they're not in the area. I'm already doing the drive. Might as well pick it up up for them. Do you just do Washington or do you other area breweries in like say Oregon or anything or? Yeah. So good question. So my liquor license is in Washington, so I can really only sell or deliver in the state of Washington, but I can buy beer from out of state. So I have, um, and receive it, right? So I have bought, and I do have some beer from Portland because that seems to be a big draw uh, for, especially, you know, basically the other areas in Washington that I go to, Bellingham, Seattle, and Yakima. Um, they like Portland beer, <laughs> you know, for the most part, that's, that's something they want. They don't really know yet. Uh, they, they don't really know Vancouver beer yet, although we have an awesome beer scene here. And, you know, as the crow flies, we're, you know, five, five miles away from Portland. We're basically Portland, but we're not. So you said you, you have a license there. Did you have to get licensed as a distributor or how does that work? So no, I'm actually a retailer. A retailer. So um, yeah, so I'm um, a, a distributor would sell to other retailers. Okay. I'm selling directly to the consumer. So um, literally buying, and, and I'm not buying from distributors, although I may at some point, but at this point I really wanna 
help the the breweries, right? I'm not trying to help another middleman uh, per se. So I'm I'm buying directly from the breweries, which gives the breweries a better margin, um, and they're delivering directly to the consumers. Cool. Then do you charge like a fee on top of that for your business, or like a percentage of it, or? So no, um, well, right now again, five weeks old, right? So right. we're really a baby. I think um, the plan is I'm just doing a standard markup like you would get at any other store if you bought beer from them. So the margins aren't huge on that. In some cases, I may do maybe an extra dollar or something on a four pack. It's nothing crazy uh, in terms of how much money I'm charging. Um, for the pickups, uh, I think I was planning on you know, charging maybe a $2 flat fee for every time you pick up beer for me, whether you pick up one beer or, you know, three cases of beer. Um, but I, I don't think that really makes sense uh, to do it that way. So I think I'm just going to stick with, you know, a standard markup, maybe a dollar premium per four pack or something like that. Um, and just basically a convenience fee, right, for the consumer to have the beer brought to them and charge them an extra buck. I don't think that that's anything crazy. And I haven't actually heard anybody complain about that. Yeah, but it's nothing major. It's not a huge markup. Yeah. No, because I mean, it, that's barely got to cover your gas. <laughs> <laughs> no, depending for sure. on how much beer you pick up. So <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Again, I'm only what five weeks. Well, I guess six weeks old now. Um, and uh, I haven't ran all the financials yet. So you know, this may change. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to run the financials yet. Yeah. So right. on that note, then, do you have? A, I'm doing air quotes. A real job. On top of this? No, actually, I don't. Um, so this is uh, I've I've dedicated a hundred percent to this. I figured I'm not getting any younger, and uh, I don't want to work for assholes anymore. So I've decided I'm just going to work for. I can be an asshole myself, so I'll just be the asshole <laughs> I work for. And uh, you know, I'm just gonna you know, if I can make a living at, at driving around and and bringing smiles and beer to people's faces, and you know, enjoying the beer as well. I'll just do that. You know, I don't need to be rich. I just need to be happy. Did you plan on like plan on doing this for a while and put away like a, you know, a buttload of savings to be able to do this or are you just kind of going with it as you go? Um, yeah, that's a good question. So <laughs> the original plan was to do this kind of on the side and, and ramp into it while I had another job, but obviously COVID changed all those things um, and did not have a job to necessarily fall back on. The job I did have was a nice uh, Uncle Sam unemployment checks that, you know, mm -hmm. I've been putting putting money into for the last, you know, 30 plus years. Um, so that that gave me a nice enough buffer with, you know, my uh, my savings that I was going to put into this anyway um, to be able to just go for it full force. Cool. So in a way, COVID kind of pushed you into it a little quicker than you would have would have planned to do sure i think initially i was planning on just kind of dipping my toes in and kind of walking into it and, and and doing it that way and covid really just pushed me into just hey you got the money you got the time do it right put it together and just you know jump in the deep end and swim so that's where we are we're probably never going to know the answer to this but it, i'm curious to wonder how it would be if there wasn't this covid thing going on right now because like we were saying earlier, you know, um, a lot of people either are don't want to travel right now or they're encouraged not to travel or, or whatever. Sure. So, it, you know, you're providing a service that maybe meets a demand that 
has been created out of this whole thing too. Part, I mean, I, the demand was there before. Yeah. I yeah. think the demand was there before because people aren't able to travel all the time. Sure. But this maybe created a little mo bit more demand. <laughs> yeah, I think um, it, it's a different demand for sure. And, you know, I think that there was, um, there was always some interest in getting, you know, awesome beers that you can't always get or readily get, right? There are right. Uh, companies like Tavor that, you know, are making or charging a lot of money for, for beers, one-off beers that you can't get, you know, near you. So right. I think that there was always a certain demand for that. Um, in the Northwest, you know, beer festivals were huge, were huge, right? We could, we could always get a taste of different areas uh, of the Northwest, um, by going to one of these one of these beer festivals, and you know, before I was even in the the beer industry, you know, going back five years ago, I would go to six, eight beer festivals a year. So I always got a chance to try different beers from outside of the area. Well, what happens if I try a beer from you know somebody that I really like that I can't get anymore? Like that, that kind of sucks. I, I was at uh, I was last year at Harvest in Yakima. And uh, last year was a little different than this year, obviously. <laughs> yeah. um, and you guys were there this year, but you still probably experienced some of the brewers from all over the country and all over the world, really, coming into Yakima for, for hop harvest and trying different hops and smelling and doing the full sensory experience to envision how they're going to use them in their beers going forward. And, uh, and last year was crazy. You know, it's... Uh, brewers from again all over the country all over the world in there and they were able to drink some of the beers from yakima that they were not going to be able to drink again until they maybe came back next year you know what i mean and i it's just i felt like there's a there's always been a, a demand for getting really really good product into consumers hands that will appreciate it no for sure because i mean a lot of those like you're saying in yakima it's not exactly the Mecca. It's more of a Mecca for hops than it is for the beer itself. Sure. I mean, there's enough breweries there to make it worth going to Yakima, in my opinion. Sure. And they're really good. But, you know, especially that time of year, you know, they have the fresh hop beers and they're still trickling. There's still a little bit of them trickling around out there. Sure. But yeah, those are ones that you can only get this certain time of year, those fresh hop beers that come right off the vine and straight into the beer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure things like that and, and different beers that pop up throughout, especially the seasonals, I would imagine are the big demands for you. Or the one-offs seasonals. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, again, six weeks old now, it's all been about the fresh hops, right? Everyone <laughs> oh, has yeah. fresh hops from all over the place, which is, which is great. Um, but I think that there always is going to be a little bit of, of demand, right? It's going to be seasonal, but it's always going to be those one-offs as well. Right. Um, People, people want some of the buzz beer as well. Some of the things that they've heard or see on social media, it's a little bit of that FOMO, like, oh, <laughs> somebody's drinking this beer. Um, you know, Fort George is a good example of that. And you, you yeah. guys probably just went to Fort George, but they, they put up their three-way um, every year. That's a three-way collab, basically. They collaborate with two other breweries and it's a nice, hazy, beautiful beer for the most part every year. Um, but that has grown because of social media, in my estimation. And this year, it's everywhere. It was everywhere this year, this summer. Everyone could get it all over the Northwest. But I don't think anyone in California could get it or anyone in Idaho could get it. You know what I mean? So there's still 
uh, you know, anybody, if you were just over the border in California, you probably had a little FOMO there, a little like, ah, God, I wish I could get this beer that everyone loves and everyone's posted pictures of, you know. Which beer are you drinking? It's from Brothers Cascadia. It's a Hellas lager that they just canned on Tuesday, so two days ago. Oh, nice. Um, it's very nice. And they're here in Vancouver. So we have, we just went to Rogue, which is kind of a, I mean, not a real like bucket list. It wouldn't have killed us if we didn't go there, but it was still pretty cool. When I really went, wanted to go. Rogue is like something <laughs> that you see all over the place. And so it was pretty cool yeah. in the area and you can actually go to the brewery. Things huge. Sure. Yeah, it is. It's in a beautiful area. Newport's gorgeous too. It is. And then like, oh, so talking about Newport, we didn't know a whole lot about Newport at all. Wait, what beer are we first drinking? Rogue? Rogue Yellow Snow. Pilsner brews with Alaskan spruce tips. Nice. But they're production brewery is just massive and it's right on the docks there with the ships and stuff and then we also went to the uh, public house where their original brewing sure. house correct yeah sure. so we went there too and that was fun and they had a couple they had a beer named after me i call it great babe <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know what to do with the beer though it was such a very different tasting beer have you ever yeah, had yeah. that one i have not but they're uh, pretty famous for pushing the envelope yeah. and doing some strange they did a sriracha beer. They did a bacon maple donut beer uh, from Voodoo Donuts. They, I think they did the beard beer as well. Uh, I think I think it was Rogue that did that, but they were famous for using the yeast from the natural yeast from the, one of the brewer's beards. I remember reading about that or some ferments. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's sure, it sounds gross, but it's just yeast, right? I, I mean, know. Right. And, and it goes through a whole process and it's not, you're not actually, yeah. But, but think about yeah, it. I mean, Rogue, Rogue is famous for doing little weird things like that, which is cool, yeah. you know, because it pushes the envelope. When you think about like using yeast from something from a beard, like a brewer's beard, you think about like reaching, like a monkey reaching over and like picking something up. You don't sure. do it that way, but that's what you're like thinking of. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, I'm going to put this in my beer now. It's going <laughs> to. For sure. No. <laughs> yeah. But. but. You know, I, the, the grape ape was very interesting. It was very, very good. Um, I just, I didn't know how to classify it or mm -hmm. anything. I really liked going there, yeah. you know, but honestly, the bigger, the, the actual brewing facility, the big one, um, didn't have the same feel to me. Like the smaller one over on the docks was a lot cooler for me. Cause that was sure. the public house. Because sure. I like the tap room experience more. And at the sure, big sure. brewery, I don't, I didn't feel like they had a good tap room experience. And, and plus right now everything's kind of funky because they're not doing tours and, you know, you can't really go anywhere. You have to sit down and stay in your spot. And, and that makes it hard to get a good feel for the experience. Whereas in a tap room, that's what you kind of do anyway, but. Sure. So, I yeah. like Newport though, too, because afterwards we were wandering around the town and we had never been <laughs> there. And it's just all of a sudden you hear this like, just noisy. I'm like, oh, Barking. sea lions. <laughs> and yeah. they're everywhere. It's and it's really cool at first. And they made me grin and they're smiling. But Kenny and I were both talking. We're like, oh my God, if you lived here, you'd be like, shut up. Because <laughs> all you hear is the sea lions barking. Or it becomes white noise, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah probably so. Because <laughs> they were just everywhere. So with that said, we're talking rogue, which is a little bit further south of your neck of the woods right now. Um, sure. What are some of the like the hot breweries across washington that people 
at, at least for you that people kind of seek out or, or want you to seek out for them in your business? Yeah, no, that's a good question because I have one of the things that I, I have a lot of flexibility in doing right now is I can be nimble, right? If somebody talks to me and they want, oh, you're doing this? Cool. Hey, is there any way you can go to blah, blah, blah for me? And I'm right. like, yeah, maybe I can, you know? So um, there are a couple of um, breweries in uh, Eastern Washington that I because of the loop I'm doing, I'm not getting that far, right? So I'm doing the I-5 corridor all the way up to the Canadian border, basically. And then um, down to Yakima. And for those people that don't have any idea where Yakima is, it's basically right in the center of the state. So people have asked for a couple of um, a couple of breweries on the east side. There's a brewery in Pullman, which is where Washington State University is, called Paradise Creek. Somebody asked me about that the other night. Um, they've actually, I believe they've won at least one uh, gold at uh, GABF. So, you know, some of these breweries that you really can't get to, Pullman's, you know, in the middle of nowhere compared to Seattle, if you will. Right. Um, and then Spokane, there's a couple breweries over there. Whistlepunk uh, comes to mind and, and Hidden Mother was one that I talked to you guys about, actually, right. uh, that do the... Uh, the, the pine tree uh, luge right. with their wart. Um, yeah. I think they've worked with Woods Boss, right? In, uh, yeah, uh, in Denver. Denver. And of yeah. course, we didn't get um, either of those breweries when we were in Spokane. Dang it. So those are the ones on the on the east side. Um, in, um, in Yakima, uh, Single Hill, where you went, obviously has a lot of buzz, a lot of people. They're starting to get cans out, and people really enjoy all the beers they put out. They were fantastic. Um, I've known them for a while. Yeah, they're fantastic. And they're really good people, you know, and that's yeah. that's the other cool thing about this industry is that you get a chance to work with such cool people um, all the time. So, you know, I would say 95% of the people I've, I've come in contact with in the last two and a half years while working in the beer industry have been awesome people. You know, there's still those people that are maybe not awesome, but that's a really small, small amount, oh, yeah. you know, compared to a regular day. Um, in Bellingham, Wander Brewing um, and Stemma Brewing, Wander's been around for five years, and they make some amazing beers uh, from from lagers to IPAs um, to um, Saison. They do a nice uh, Berliner Weiss. They, they do a lot of different things. Stemma, uh, S-T-E-M-M-A, uh, has only been around for about a year and change, um, but they're doing some pretty awesome beers there as well. Full flavored, juicy IPAs, if you will. Um, really, really nice beers there. Um, in the Seattle market, the ones that people ask me about most often are Holy Mountain and Cloudburst. Um, and then Stoop, uh, who I do work with. I haven't had a chance to work with Cloudburst or Holy Mountain yet. Um, but Stoop, I work with quite a bit. Uh, Fair Isle is a, a new brewery in the Ballard area that is making mm -hmm. a lot of saisons and they're doing some pretty fun things and people have been asking for those beers quite a bit. And then a little bit further south in Tacoma, there's a brewery, a new brewery called Sig, S-I-G. There's got a lot of buzz around them. Um, so that's one. And then let's see in Vancouver, uh, Trapdoor is probably the biggest buzz brewery down here. Um, and then Grains of Wrath is a, a brewery in Camas, which is a little closer to my house. 
I am lucky enough to live close enough to them. <laughs> uh, so that that's pretty cool. And then in the Portland market, I was actually asked about a couple breweries, um, Level uh, Brewing, uh, and then Ruse, I believe, was the other one that somebody had asked me about. So those have been primarily the ones that people have been asking for. Um, and I've, I'm working with the a handful of those, maybe 35, 40% of those that I just named, I'm already working with or about to be working with. Um, and, you know, obviously want to help bring beer that the consumers want to them. So try to work with them all. So if you want to do different states, you have to get a liquor license from every state, huh? Yeah. Boy, the liquor yeah. laws in this country are ridiculous. They do. And even if I want to ship, even if I want to ship to Oregon, which is, like I said, five miles from my house, um, I have to have a license from the state of Oregon. Mm. Oh, wow. So it's, uh, it's a little, it's a little overwhelming. Now they can drive up here and pick up for me in Washington and drive it back. Uh-oh. You've frozen. Okay, You're back. We're back. Cool. we're back. Sweet. It just meant you needed to drink more beer. That's, that was an excuse. Exactly. <laughs> That's the problem is I tend to talk a little bit. I'm, I'm a talker. Um, and I'm a little animated and when, especially when I'm talking something I'm passionate about, I'll just talk. Right. And then my beer gets warm. That sucks. <laughs> well, it's good for us. Cause this is a talking format type That's of show. True. <laughs> so where did your love for like all things beer or maybe just the drinking of the beer or whatever it is start from? Um, wow. That's a loaded question. Well, especially <laughs> craft beer. Did you have like, like a gateway to craft beer or did you oh, like, I love that word. I love that word. Um, gateway. We talk about gateway beers all the time, like beers that like change your perception of what beers could be. Um, you know, living in the Pacific Northwest is, you know, s- super lucky. Um, it, it was kind of ahead of its time in the, in the craft brewing industry. Um, and as Denver was as well, right. Those two yeah. big meccas for, for craft. And I think a lot of, areas have caught up with that obviously but um one of the biggest things i can remember uh pivoting was was we would go to bend oregon sun river oregon um for during christmas usually christmas break for for a week between christmas and new year's and so with my family my sister and her family and friends and we would get a big house and the snow and we would you know just hang out for a week and put together puzzles and play board games and, and drink beer basically. But Bend is uh they call it a, they call it a, a ski town with a beer problem or a beer town with a ski problem. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> they they kind of call it both ways, but um, there's, there's a good, well, back in the day, there was a good eight or nine breweries in, in that little town. Um, and you basically could just go around and they, they created this thing called the Bend Ale Trail um again way ahead of its time i'm sure every area that has breweries now has something like that but you would go and you would just get little stamps at all the little breweries and try the beer from different places and um and at the end of it you would you would get a free like pint glass or something if you if you went to a mall or something like that now in that town now there's probably or that town or that region now there's probably closer to 20. i think Um, there's almost 30. okay that was in the least yeah um but it's amazing and the beer coming out of that area is amazing so Deschutes is is probably the biggest one in that area that people are familiar with um and they they got really big so one of my 
one of my gateway beers would probably be Black Butte Porter. Black Butte Porter. Uh, awesome. <laughs> Cheers exactly. to that. And Cheers. That's uh, one of ours too. Yep. Back in, and from yeah. Colorado. Mm. I mean, we were getting Black Butte in Colorado. Uh, man, I don't remember. Late '90s, early 2000s. Black Butte. We'd get that at Copper. No, mm -hmm. at Arapahoe Basin Ski Area. I thought it was 1554. Yeah. So that was like our big thing. Our gateway beers were when we were um, snowboarding. You know, that back sure. around that time when Deschutes and um, New Belgium. like New Belgium and Le yep. yeah, yep. Lefty and all those were there. And I'm so excited to go uh, get a Black Butte from. Are you circling back there? Going to Bend. Yeah. 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 Bend. <laughs> yeah. We actually plan to spend a, a good, at least a couple of weeks around Bend. Okay. Because there's supposed to be a lot of good mountain biking there too. So. Oh, I mean, you, yeah, you're going to have a great time there. It's, 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 an, have you ever been in that area at all? We no. haven't. We haven't. It is, it is amazing. It is absolutely amazing down there. So for as much as like I love the coast because I love the ocean, um, and you'll just kind of go along with it. It's beautiful. <laughs> but as, for as much as I love being on the coast, being from Colorado, you don't get that very often. I'm super mm -hmm. psyched to go into the mountains of Bend and just, you know, yeah, play. Yeah, it, it'll kind of feel like home, I think, a little bit to you. Um, I'm from, excuse me, I'm from Arizona, northern Arizona. Oh, mm. okay. So, I mean... You could call it Southern Colorado if you really wanted to. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so we were uh, the town I grew up in was you know was also mile high. We were fifty two hundred elevation, um, not quite mile high like Denver, obviously. But um, we, um, you know, I would say the Bend is kind of the same atmosphere as that. It's hilly, mountainy. It's kind of high desert, and I don't think the elevation is quite that high, obviously, but. There's a huge ski resort right there, probably more than one, but uh, Mount Bachelor is one I've been to many, many a times. It's an it's an amazing place. It's just, uh, it's great. And you're going to enjoy yourselves very, very much. I'm actually very envious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I, I'm going back there for between Christmas and New Year's this year. So I, oh, I will cool. get my chance to, uh, to catch up with you guys. So. All right. Well, we'll scout out the new breweries that have popped up. <laughs> You should. In addition to the old ones and give you some tips on that. <laughs> My wife and I went there right before COVID. So it was late February and we, I think we had 24 hours. So we drove in, we got in at like four in the afternoon and we had to leave at like noon the next day. Mm -hmm. And we were only able to hit like four or five breweries. Now, no, that's, that's hard work, right? Four or five breweries yeah. sounds like a, but I'm a professional. Four or five in a night is not, that's. <laughs> That is not very good. So but it, it's fun. It's great. Um, I will tell you, I'm going to give you guys a little, a little hint here. I don't know. In their last podcast, you talked about a whiskey experience you had from some random guy at a bike shop. It was, was at a bookstore. 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 It was in Arizona. Uh, you can try and guess the town. Oh I, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't venture a guess there, but um, <laughs> there is a Black Butte whiskey. So what they do is they take the base of the Black Butte beer and then they um, they distill it. Oh. So basically it's the same core of Black Butte Porter except they they uh, make a whiskey out of it. And it's fantastic. And you wow. can get that at the Ben Distillery. Ben Distillery. Okay. Yeah. It's, we will it's be doing that. that. Yeah, we'll it be is doing that. <laughs> <laughs> pretty awesome the other cool thing that they do now is that they're taking so they take the beer and they put in make whiskey out of it so now you have whiskey barrels that have 
Black Butte whiskey made in it. So mm-hmm. they're actually taking the Black Butte Porter and putting it back in those whiskey barrels ah. and doing a barrel-aged Black Butte Porter out of it, which they call Black Butte Squared, which is freaking amazing as well. Ah. So is, um, I think actually we've had the Squared at, uh, we went to Denver Rare Beers Festival. Oh, okay last year okay. on GABF, yeah. which had a lot of just really one-off type things or really small batch things from around the time. Yeah. I wanna say that might've been there. Um, so that the distillery you're talking about, that's owned by the shoots then? Or, no, it's, or it's not. somebody they work with? Yeah, they're actually separate. So the okay, cool. shoots can't make, you know, again, liquor laws, right? right. So right. the shoots can't have a distillery. Although you were just at Rogue and Rogue has a distillery. And yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe they were grandfathered. I have no idea. Well, yeah. who knows? It's hard to tell. Maybe it just costs too much money sometimes to like buy it because there's all these different ways that you can access. The Indeed. Depends on whose licenses and. <laughs> Indeed. But I mean, like, there's little towns when we've traveled around. I mean, it's way on the opposite side of the coast. I remember Vermont being one. Um, Stowe, I think that the people who first lived there were like these ritzy people and they wanted to be able to drink their beer or in their alcohol wherever they wanted to. So they made sure that the town area, you had um, a law where you could have your beer in Open hand, container. walk in the street. And that's, that's awesome. how they wanted to make sure it happened that way because they have the money and they're the ones that put the money in the town. So <laughs> that's how it should be. Like you should yeah. be able to walk around your grocery store with a beer. Oh wait, you just had this conversation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You can some. <laughs> you can tell that I listen to your stuff. I love yeah, it. We actually can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're honored. This is we might have to quiz all our new guests yeah, coming on right. after you to see if they actually Oh no, that's <laughs> not fair. That's totally no. <laughs> not fair. You have to understand I'm a captive audience. I'm in a car well, a refrigerated truck driving around the state for hours and <laughs> hours every week. So you you have a captive audience here. I don't think everyone has that experience. And if they did, they wouldn't be buying beer for me. Nice. So when Wait. you do things like having a podcast and mm-hmm. stuff, everybody's always like, so what's your target audience? What's your, what's your avatar? What's your, oh, what's no. your ideal customer look like? I think you're our ideal. <laughs> you drive, we need more guys like you who drive around in refrigerated beer trucks, listening to podcasts all day while they pick up beer. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, exactly. I am, I am your target audience for sure. <laughs> and here, here's a really good plug. How about this one? Yes. There's another podcast you can listen to called three beers later. And we're doing like cross promotions with them. Um, oh, yeah. They're pretty cool too. So if you pause right now, well, I will, I will definitely add him to the mix. For they sure. seem pretty cool too. <laughs> cool. Anyhow, way to plug. So you, um, before you talked about breweries that other people hit you up for, are there some breweries that you have around the area that are favorites that aside from business, they're just like personal favorites that you have a penchant for their beer, or maybe they just have something really unique that you like to always, it's like, I always want to go to this place this time of year. Yeah, no, that's a good question as well. Notice he's being very specific not to say favorite brewery or favorite beer. No, no, I can't narrow a favorite down. I mean, places like that I like to go. Yeah. In Long Um, Beach, my favorite brewery is North Jetty. That's all they have. Exactly. They only have one brewery, so it's safe for me to say that's my favorite. They do a good job, too. They make some pretty awesome. Yeah, they do. They were fantastic. Um, so my, my, I'll speak for my wife first, because I feel like she's really good at like ranking her favorites, which is funny, okay. but, uh, Fort George is one of her favorites, um, as well as, um, down in Corvallis, as you guys are cutting across, are you going through Corvallis or Eugene? 
Eugene, you know? Probably Eugene, because we want to stop at Ninkasi. I'll tell you, well, yeah, Ninkasi is kind of one that you have to, but I'll tell you a couple as well that you should stop at. But um, in Corvallis, there's a uh, brewery called Block 15 that does amazing, amazing beers, and she she loves them very much. Um, for me, in terms, I, I mentioned Wondering Hop is one of my favorites in, yeah. in Yakima. Um, really, really awesome people, and they make really good beers. It's super small batch, and I just appreciate uh, everything about them, honestly. It's just pre pretty cool people. Um, there's a brewery in, in the Columbia River Gorge, um, about an hour outside of Portland, uh, called Backwoods, Backwoods Brewing. Um, and they have a spot that's like kind of backwards. It's like this just like little out of the way. And my wife and I discovered it years and years and years ago when we went camping once and we were stopping back. We wanted to get some hot food and a beer and boom, there's backwards brewing. How perfect is that? <laughs> They're awesome. Very cool spot. Very cool beer. Nice, good food. They make pizzas. They have this salmon dip that is horseradish salmon yumminess. I, I don't know what it is about it, but I love it so much. Um, in Portland, um, Stormbreaker is one of my favorite breweries. Uh, a lot of people don't know about them, but they make amazing beers and again, wonderful, wonderful people there. Um, um, so I, I really like them and I, I could go on and on in terms of places that I really like to go. Um, when I go to Seattle, they're big and widely distributed, but Georgetown Brewing, um, you can probably get outside of the Northwest now as well. But Georgetown, uh, you can only get their one-off beers um, at the brewery, and they're so good, like so good. They are just fire. Like I, I, I every time I pass through there, if I'm ten minutes late for something, I'm like, that's right, and I'm going to be thirty minutes late because I got to stop and buy some beer at Georgetown. Um, and I'm, I'm the kind of person that hates being late. Like I, it, it will stress me out to no end. If I'm going to be two minutes late, I am like, all right, well, I got to hurry up because I can't be late for, I don't know, <laughs> military. I don't know what, why that happened, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Beer trumps everything. Yeah. Well, exactly. So, but yeah, I mean, that's just a few of my favorites. Again, I could go on and on. We could, we could spend the next day just talking about breweries. Oh yeah. There's oh, yeah. so many up here, and if we went to every single one of them, yeah, for um, sure. First, I think I might be stumbling a lot, and then second, <laughs> we wouldn't have any more money. <laughs> yeah. Um. In um, I don't know. Do you guys drink wine as well? A little yeah. bit. Wine-ish. Um. So outside of Eugene, there's a a brewery called Ale Song. Ale Song. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's outside of. Um, Eugene a little bit, but it's uh, near the biggest wine producer in Oregon called, I think it's King's Estate or something like that. It's like right at the base of one of their vineyards. Um, they make some amazing beers, um, like amazing beers. And it's a really cool spot kind of in the middle of nowhere nature wise. Um, I think you should probably stop by there. Cool. Yeah. Well Right, well, right. plug away your company for people who can find you in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, sure. No, I appreciate it. Um, it's just uh, Packmule, uh, packmule.beer. So P-A-C-K-M-U-L-E.beer is the website. That's also my um, social handle on Instagram and Facebook. I would appreciate you following us. Um, even if you're not going to buy beer for me right now, eventually maybe you will. 
we got some pretty cool things upcoming too. I have a lot of, um, like I mentioned before, a lot of flexibility and a lot of things that I can do that, you know, other people really can't do. So um, put together some mixed uh, packs of, of beer for the fresh hops, um, of beers I'm picking up all over the state. And um, I'm going to do some other cool things as well. So I have a lot of fun things coming up and, uh, you know, love to see it too. If you're uh, around at one of my uh, drop events uh, twice a month in Vancouver, Seattle, Bellingham, and Yakima, just stop by and say hi to me. Um, and actually, I want to plug the breweries that I'm actually stopping at as well. So yeah, please. In um, in Vancouver, um, I have drop events at uh, Trapdoor and Brothers Cascadia again twice a month at each of them. In Seattle, in the Ballard neighborhood, I have a drop event at Stoop twice a month. And in Bellingham, I have a drop event uh, at Wander twice a month. And like I mentioned before, or where we met in Yakima at Single Hill Brewing twice a month, I will be there as well. So stop by and, and say hi and love to talk beer and, and share some beer with you. Well, yeah, because I mean, I think people who've listened to this whole podcast know you're going to be a fun guy to hang out with. So <laughs> definitely stop by, even if you're just visiting through yeah. the area, stop by and say hi. And we've Brian's always, a cool dude to hang with. Yeah, so and we you. always say, say hi to a stranger. And that's how we met because I said hi it is. to you. It and is. I was like, what is this? <laughs> you're like, so what, what are you doing? What's this, what's this big sign you got here? Well, thank you for asking. <laughs> it's also hard because it's COVID times. Like I, you can't really go and talk to people. So I, I've tried to figure out a way to like lure people to come talk to me because that's fine. You can come talk to me, but I can't really just walk up to your table and talk to you. Uh, this COVID times, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's another note too. I'm glad you kind of brought that up is like, don't be too judgy um, around breweries during this time because they're kind of, I mean, we get a little judgy sometimes too, but we're still not trying to like say never go to this brewery because it's COVID time and they're trying to do their best to try to figure all this shit out. So don't be too judgy. I don't think anyone's trying to get rich right now. I think no. people are just trying to, you know, stay, keep their head above water and set themselves up for success going forward. So, yeah. Yep. Well, we wish you all the success with I all the beer. It. I appreciate it. <laughs> you guys let me know next time you're coming through this area as well. Um, Cause I'd love to hang out and have a beer and, and, yeah. and chat with you more. You stay in touch too. Cause whenever, wherever, whenever, wherever we all are. Sure. <laughs> well, you never know. You never know. Indeed. Yeah. Well, cheers, guys. Thank you so much. Cheers. Cheers. And cheers. Have a great day. Cheers. Cheers, Brian. Dude, Brian's excitement for um, Bend has me like doubly excited. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's easy to be excited for Bend anyway, because we. I mean, you you started doing research, and it's like, okay, there's mountain biking, there's camping, there's and, breweries, there's Deschutes, and snowboarding. Which is all, pretty close to a bucket list for us is Deschutes. Maybe we should just stay there and... until we go back to Denver and Christmas. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you never know. I don't know. You never know. You never Depends know. on what we find there, I yep. guess. Anyhow, yeah. um, that was cool. I hope that he does well with Pack Mule. Um, it sounds like it's something that could be expanded upon anywhere. And then yeah, off. I was gonna say he could take that and like maybe we'll hear of him like expanding to other states or setting up franchises. It with could people be like in other states or something. Pack Mule, Seattle, Pack Mule, Portland, uh, pa Pack Mule, Denver. Washington. I think you gotta go states. Well, you could if you at the big cities. I mean, so. you, yeah, you could, you could, but Pack Mule, Philadelphia. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think right now it definitely works easily but i think even in times of non-covid regardless it's 
I think it's a cool idea because yeah. people sometimes just want to try those certain beers and stuff. And even if you're going to at some point, say, go to Seattle and hit up 10, 15, 20 breweries in a weekend or something like that or a week, you know, you, you're not always going to be there at the right time of year for certain beers. Yeah. And, and some places always come up with new beers all the time. And you want to get a little taste of that, even if you can't be there. So, cool. Well, you know, we were just it's talking. It's a pretty cool idea. We were just I, talking I like off mic, too. And, like, wouldn't that be cool if we could do that? Like, that's what we're doing already. We're driving around the country. But then I was like, can you imagine all the state oh, liquor the license that you'd there? have oh, to do and how much money you'd have to pay to get liquor <laughs> licenses from every damn state? Um, probably not happening. But, so, you know. shh, we'll just deliver beer to you secretly. Don't tell people. We already do that. Like Shh. most of you guys who know us personally here have hung out with us, know <laughs> that we probably have something from somewhere that we've been stashed away. We're just waiting to break some because we get yep. a little we get a bunch of stuff here and there and then we don't drink at all. And then we have little stragglers left and then we end up sharing mm. them with people that we meet up with along the way. So another good reason to be friends with us. So, so make you sure you say hi if you see yeah, us around. If you see an RV, it's the one with the big strange metal box on the back that has i don't know <laughs> fifty thousand brewery stickers all over it it's pretty cool um but on that note thanks for listening to us again what should they do kenny we they need should... we need more beer we need more beer yeah you should buy us a beer oh yes please buy us a beer <laughs> um got a little donate button on our website um but otherwise leave us a review you know subscribe and definitely if you do see us anywhere along the road please come up and say hi and we would love to meet everybody who listens to the podcast. And so, yeah, just come say hi to us and say hi to a stranger. All right. Peace out. We'd love to hear from you. So keep the conversation going. Send us a note, share a beer recommendation or two, or just say, hey. This Stout Conversation has been brought to you by livingastoutlife.com, where you can find community and resources for all your craft beer, travel, and adventure lifestyle needs.